0: Following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. When you hear phone numbers, please do not call.
2: All right, that number to call is area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And what are you waiting for? You know this is Open Air Monday. That's right, your time, your turn to call in with any questions you have about the Word of God at all. And uh, I'm trying to stop from giving any challenges today. Because this is your time to shine. You might have a question about theology, a question about eschatology, something about church history, anything you want. I'll do my level best to give you an answer. If you call that number at area code 866 423 9578 area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, where I'm re- willing to talk to you about anything, and even if you disagree with my theology, that's all right. As long as we are, let's say, civil in our discussion, then I can benefit, you can benefit, and the radio audience can, visit, can benefit from it as well. Just give us a call. At area code 866-423-9578. That's area code 866-423-9578. Let's go to Braun in Westland and get him on right now. Hello, Braun. How you doing?
3: How you doing, Pastor? How you doing today?
4: Good, good. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. I have a a, a question, actually, uh, and most of what I'm saying is coming out of uh, of what we've been taught in Tuesday's uh, prophecy class. Okay. So that's what I'm saying most of my information from just in case the listeners wanted to know. And so uh I wanted to ask you this. With the Pope's trip to the UA to the UAE, mm-hmm. the uh, United Arab immigrant immigrant, um, would you say because he's he said he's there to promote uh religious coexistence mm-hmm. but would you say would that would that be like with the um uh with the Uh, In Revelation 17, talking about the uh, uh, symbolic language of the mystery Babylon or the horror Babylon, you know, how they're going to come and put all um, the religions together. Would that be, you know, like the spirit of the Antichrist, something like that?
2: Well, I would say this to you, yes. Any ecumenical movement that we're looking at, whether it be Roman Catholic or Protestant, because as you know, there's some, uh, some liberal Protestants into this thing as well, that that does head us towards the uh, what's talked about in Revelation chapter 17 and 18, Mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots, which is really a harsh mm-hmm. term used by the Bible to describe a syncretism. Uh, which is similar to ecumenicalism, where all the religions get together, all right, one faith, and then you know what happens in one world, one world government, which is on on the rise as well, but one faith where you water down your doctrines so all of us can say we basically believe in the same thing. All of us believe in the same God, and that's just not true. So, yeah, you're right, you're right. Now, we have to be careful— Because we don't want to just put the Roman Catholics in that bag. But unfortunately, many of them are. One of the recent catechisms that I saw said that they consider uh, Islam, uh, Judaism, and Christianity to be very similar uh, because they're all Abrahamic faiths. (laughs) That's just not true. Actually, Abraham, yes, we believe in Abraham, but Jesus Christ is what our faith is all about. And so that definitely lets uh, Islam out of of the mix and some others, too. So, yeah, so that's the direction that we're headed in. Uh, religiously, not only in a Roman Catholic church, but also in the Protestant world as well.
3: Yeah, because I know that uh, in the Protestant church, a lot of people are saying they little guys and have got power.
2: Absolutely. A, that. That. That's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about that tonight at the Monday Night Bible Study, and I'm going to show sure you a guy who's doing that. I mean, we're going to look at a, a teacher who's just, that's literally what he says. He literally insults God and turns a man into God. And what amazes me, Braun, is because I'm not a very smart guy. But I'm smarter than that. When I when I see people tripping on what we tripped on in Genesis chapter three with Adam and Eve, then I know that yep. we're in trouble. It is amazing where the church is today.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. And then what about uh, also with uh, with the president saying that he's going to remove the armed forces from the Middle East? That's also uh, would be fulfilling like a, a biblical prophecy. Uh, you know, with Russia would come in and take over uh most of the area and stuff aligned with the um you know Egypt and all those places, Syria and like that. Would you say that's on that line too?
2: Well, Bron, you're doing a good job of, uh, of uh, what they call newspaper eschatology, <laughs> and, and it's not and it's not to be condemned when you say things that are accurate, for sure. There are things that are happening in our world today that are pointing to the kind of things we see in the Bible. And you, of course, mm-hmm. having been in the prophecy class, know that what we're talking about basically here, what we're looking at first is Ezekiel 36, 37, 38. Uh, it talks about a mm-hmm. invasion of a nation from the far north. Uh, most Bible scholars identify that as Russia. Uh, they will have allies with them involving Nibbi countries from the Middle East, and they will attack Israel. That's not Armageddon, but that's the war before Armageddon. And so, yeah, I agree with you that all everything that's happening now uh, actually is not contradiction contradicting the Bible, but it's lining up with the
3: Bible. Right. Okay, Pastor, thank you very much, and I'll see you at uh, Bible study tonight at 730.
2: All right. I'll be looking for you, Bro. Thank you for calling. That all you gotta, guys got to do is do what Braun did. You want to have a good discussion? Just give me a call. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. All I've got here is an open Bible. I don't like all that computer fancy stuff because I, I keep teasing people. The mark of the beast will show through No, it's not. I'm I just I'm just old school. I just like to, to have the Turn the pages. I cannot. I look at those screens and I say, ah, oh, it bores me. I've got to turn pages. That's when I'm really reading. <laughs> so if, if you have a question to ask, just give me a call. You'll hear me turning in my Bible to find it if I can. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss on the Bible Talk program. And you can call with any que- question you have about the Word of God doesn't matter. I don't have any agenda today at all, but just open air. The only reason I come up with a challenge is when you guys aren't calling. So call, call, call. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Also, just to let you know that tomorrow we do have our Tuesday prophecy class, and we're in the beginning of it. So if you come tomorrow at 11 o'clock, you won't be have missed much at all. We're looking at uh, our, actually, we're working on our third certificate in biblical prophecy, and that is uh, uh, eschatology and the nations. It's a nation focus this time. The very kind of things that Braun was talking about are the kind of things that we're dealing with. So we encourage you to come. You'll have to bring any, uh, there's no certain tuition cost. We just ask you to give uh, uh, whatever God leads you to give to support our ministry. Uh, we pro- provide all information uh, for you that you'll need. Bring your Bibles, definitely, and enjoy a time with us. That's tomorrow, uh, which is Tuesday, Uh, at 11 o'clock, 10709 Grand River at Oakman. Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, our prophecy class, our Tuesday prophecy class. All right, we're going to go to uh, Oak Park and see what's on the mind of Thomas. Hello, Thomas.
1: Hello. Hello, sir, you're on the air. Yes, listen, um, praise the Lord, and and, uh, thank you uh, you for taking my call. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, um, I, I I was calling about... The Black Hebrews, uh-huh. and I wanted to. What I wanted to know was, uh, you know, what what do they believe, and uh, you know, uh, uh, who are they?
2: Well, basically, there's about four groups of them, and this is something we're going to be talking about about on Thursday at our church in our Thursday night, uh, not Thursday night, but our Thursday afternoon Bible study, which uh, starts at twelve o'clock dealing with um, uh, hard sayings in the Bible. Uh, But basically, there's a political arm of it, which basically they're political. They do believe uh, uh, that uh, that uh, the the whole black Jewish concept, but uh, pretty much these are the ones I think we saw in the news uh, when we had the harassment of those Catholic uh, young boys. That was more of the political arm. Then there's the religious arm, some who believe that uh, uh, blacks are the original Jews and uh, uh, that, in fact, some of them believe that they're the original Jews. Uh, Those that are in the Bible really are not, or the Jews, let's put it this way, the Jews of today are not the real Jews. And so you have that contingent of them as well. Um, And uh, basically, that's pretty much where they are. The, The thing is, what we need to recognize, they're really very similar in my estimation to NOI. They are a, uh, uh, a ethnic identity movement, right, as if there's some importance to uh, uh, your ethnic group, or you being uh, a black Hebrew Israelite, which, of course, there's nothing in the Bible uh, that mm-hmm. justifies that kind of thinking at all. Uh, definitely, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ has fulfilled uh, the law. In fact, he's made us all one in Christ, right, because if we look, simply, all you have to do— In other words, the major problem, uh, because if you study with them, they will have you studying history, Deuteronomy chapter 28, all kind of things they deal with. But the bottom line is, uh, the problem is, uh, there's nothing about your culture or ethnic group that has anything to do with your salvation. Uh, And that's a key argument. What I would ask a person who is a Hebrew Israelite, this is my one question. What do I gain by becoming a Hebrew Israelite? As a as yes. an African-American, what do I gain? And then, yes. there's no, basically, the answer to that is nothing. Why? Because it says over in Galatians, and, and here it says this in a number of places, but in Galatians chapter 3, it says it, verse 27. Well, let's start at verse 26. It says, for you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Then it goes on and gets real specific here. Verse 27, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Then look at this. There is, this is verse 28, blows it out the water. There is neither Jew nor Greek. Notice that? Neither Jew nor Greek. Mm. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So if we're all one mm. in Christ Jesus, and if there's no Jew or Greek, then why I got to become a Hebrew Israelite? What difference does it make?
1: Well, I. Uh... I I I appreciate that. It's just that they, you know, what I understand is they they were they they saying that because of uh, the council in in wherever it was that they took certain books out of the out of out of the uh, canon.
2: Oh well, now now that's what we have. Now that's what they have to prove. But what happens is uh, that's fallacious. Now the way mm-hmm. you find that out is all you have to do is pick up a book on the history of the Bible. One book I recommend is a Biblical Introduction by Norm Geisler, where he explains everything about translations and all of that. There were no books mm-hmm. that were taken out of the Bible. There were books that were left out because they weren't scripture. They talk about the apocryphal books, which is something we know fully about, fully yeah. discussed in scholarship, right? fully discussed it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, no, there's no books taken out. The apocryphal books were never accepted as the Word of God by the Protestant Church. The following program has been pre-recorded
0: for broadcast uh, at this time. When you Uh, hear phone uh, numbers, please do not uh,
2: call. They're in some Bibles, so it's not like they're not there for you to read, but they're not considered to be scripture Mm -hmm. by uh, the Protestant Church.
1: Uh, Well, I, I appreciate it, sir. All Thank right. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you, and do some reading. Uh, the, the thing is, the information is out there, and so make sure your discussion with the Hebrew Israelites or anyone is based upon a discussion of the scholarship. I mean, evidence that demands a verdict, uh, Volume 1, Volume 2, uh, we, we, uh, that you can read by Josh McDowell, Norm Geisler, uh, Introduction to the Bible, just tons of literature that absolutely uh, demolishes the, these false uh, uh, concepts, but you have to actually... Uh, Make sure that you lay your facts on the line when you're dealing with people who challenge the facts of the Bible. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Call in with any question you want. That is why I'm here. So don't make me waste my time. I want to work, and so does Marcus. He wants to work, okay? Because if he's not working, he's going to find some other work to do, okay? He wants to, don't don't you tell the folk that you want to work, Marcus. (laughs) 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 <laughs> he busts <buzzed> me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't believe him. He's just a jokester. Number to call. Area code 866 423 9578. Area code 866 423 9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to Barry in Canton. Hello Barry. Hello Pastor Moss. How you doing? Hello. Yes. I'm feeling so fine, sir. How are you? Real good. Real good. Thanks for calling.
5: Good. Um, I was wondering if you could
1: tell me where in the Bible does it talk about Satan being cast out of heaven into hell, or yeah. into the Earth, anyway?
2: Cast out. Well, I can tell you where he's been cast out of heaven, but I can't tell you that he's been cast into hell because he hasn't been cast into hell yet. The Bible does not say that he's in hell. It definitely does not say but that. But
5: it does say it does say that he was cast out to Earth.
2: Oh, he was ca- oh, yeah, he was cast out of uh, heaven onto the earth. The Bible clearly says that. And uh, in a number we're of places... Where at? Yeah, where at? Yeah, well, one place is Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12, where it says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? Okay. Okay. For, for thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation of the sides of the north. So he was cast out of heaven. That's what it's telling us in Isaiah 14. Eventually now he's going to wind up in hell, but right now he is not in hell. He's allowed to roam free as a part of God's plan to do what damage he can before finally he does wind up in hell. Uh, Another passage on that that can help with that is over in uh, Matthew, uh, and in chapter 25, I believe, yeah, Matthew 25, where it tells us, talks about the, uh, the, the same thing. We know that uh, the angels, it says here in verse 41. This is uh, Matthew chapter 25 and verse 41. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me. Now watch this one. This is, is Jesus' words. Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. All right. So uh, hell is prepared for them, but the devil was kicked out of heaven, and, and so were the angels that followed him. So, uh, so the devil's not in hell yet. He will go there, uh, but that judgment hasn't been uh, uh, done by God yet.
6: Thank you, Pastor Moss.
2: Okay. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your call. Number to call, area code 866 423 Going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
7: If you're thinking about replacing your windows, I want you to think about plastic. That's right, plastic. Most windows are made out of vinyl, which is just a fancy word for plastic. You know, the same thing they make those flimsy cheap outdoor chairs from, plastic. The same thing you put your sandwich in or they make water bottles from, plastic. Even expensive composite windows are really just plastic made with wood. Plastic window frames will expand and contract and expand and contract and eventually warp in Michigan's nasty weather blender. Here's a better idea. Call Call Performance Remodeling for heavy-duty fiberglass windows that won't warp, won't bend, and won't lose their shape. They look fantastic and come with real lifetime guarantees. We can do that because they're made from fiberglass, not plastic. Call Performance Remodeling today at 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com and replace all the windows in your house for as little as $2 a day. $2 a day. That's 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com.
0: The team at My Pillow is grateful for you. So grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. Mike guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. The first night you sleep on a Giza Dream Sheet, you may never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors. And like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. Or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout.
8: For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com.
0: In the last days, there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes. Are we in the end times? Learn more about Bible prophecy by downloading a free copy of Dr. Robert Jefferson's booklet, Bible Prophecy Made Simple, From Pathway to Victory.
1: Regardless of your millennial view and your
6: rapture view, the fact is we need to live in light of the fact that time is short.
8: Log on to faithtalkdetroit.com, search keyword Israel.
2: That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Let's go to uh, John in Allen Park, see what he's thinking about. How you doing, John? Oh, I'm doing
4: really good, Pastor. Thanks for calling, sir. Yeah, I've got a question. Um, in the book of Judges, uh, I think it was around the 11th chapter, it talks about Japheth and uh, Him making a vow with God that he'll sacrifice the first thing that greets him in the door and it turns out to be his daughter. Yeah. And he feels obligated to do that. I've heard different people say that he never did sacrifice her. She just kind of went out in the mountains like she asked for a time and then he never sacrificed her because God would never ask man to sacrifice another human to him. But I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that.
2: Well, what happens is I don't think the issue is uh, God wanting him to do it. I think the real problem was with him. Uh, Basically, you know, we're looking here at uh, the book of Judges, where you know the whole theme of the book is that every man did what was right in his own eyes. Uh, There was no central leadership. Uh, They were, we had Israel struggling to pull itself away from a a pagan worship and things of that nature. Uh, And what happens is he made a vow. He made a vow himself. God didn't tell him to make it. He made that vow all on his own. And uh, back then, when you made a vow, uh, it was once you made a vow to God, you were scared not to keep it. I mean, it's not like you say, well, God, I made this vow, but I didn't know it was going to happen like this. In his mind, once you made the vow, he had to carry out the vow. Now, what is debatable here is what actually happened to her. All right. There is a school of thought that says that she was sacrificed and killed. There's another school of thought that says that not necessarily so, that what happened was uh, she was sad, not because she was going to die, but because she was going to be dedicated to the Lord for God's service. And so she was uh, not going to be able to marry and have children, and she would just be serving God, uh, isolated like a, uh, you know, uh, like a devoted like a priest or something or a priestess or something like this. They didn't have priestesses back then, but uh, to just serve God. Where we get that from is Judges 11, where it says uh, after, you know, uh, he came back and said, well, you know, I've got to, you know, I've got to offer you up. Uh, She says at verse 37, and she said unto her father, let this thing be done for me. Let me alone two months that I may go up and down upon the mountains and bewail my virginity. I and my mm-hmm. fellows. So here she's crying about the fact that she's going to be a virgin and not able to bear children. Not necessarily, let me bewail well my death. Now, it's possible that she was sacrificed. Some scholars disagree with this view. But, uh, you know, the worst thing, I know it's, it's bad. Uh, it was bad back then not to have children, but to die is even worse. So what she wanted to do was to bewail my virginity, I and my fellows. And he said, go, and she, he sent her away for two months, and she went with her companions and bewailed her virginity upon the mountains. Not that she was going to die. So it's possible that what happened here, rather than her dying and it's being an offer to the Lord, uh still, it was a sad thing to have to, to go through what she went through. But rather than dying, maybe what happens is that she offered herself for service of God in worship. And it meant that she would not be able, uh, not going to be getting married or anything like that.
4: OK, I, I've heard people say that but the next verse in 39. It says, and it came to pass at the end of two months that she returned unto her father who did with her according to his vow, which he had vowed yeah and then it says, and she knew no man, and it was a custom in Israel. So that's what's confusing me there. If he did his, his well, vow, he sacrificed her. So I'm, I'm confused
6: there. Well,
2: well, it is. You know, it is kind of, uh, and, and I can see the confusion, but there's also a confusion even in that verse, right? But I see where you're at. It came to pass mm-hmm. at the end of two months that she returned unto her father, who did with her according to his vow, that he had vowed, and she knew no man. OK, so it didn't say here she died, but she just she didn't get married at all. And it was a custom in okay. Israel, a custom in Israel, what, to uh, to kill daughters for this? Or for, that was a custom that they would if that people could make some vows that would turn them over into, you know, total service to God. Don't know. But you could you could be right. You're right. There There is a I can't be dogmatic about something where there's two schools of thought, but I can just tell you there's another view of it.
4: Sure. I, I was just curious what your thought was, because I, I know there's different thoughts on it, and just curious what you thought on it. <laughs>
2: yeah, the key thing is, talk, you know, we've got some other situations like that, too, John. For instance, uh, what what uh, happened at Sodom and Gomorrah, you know? Uh, yes. Yeah, we would never— uh, do do uh, do what I did. Come out and say, have my take my daughters. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't do it. Take my daughters and have them as you would with <laughs> the, those. Yeah, yeah. If they're looking for <laughs> yeah. somebody. We'd say, well, they're down in the basement, you know. But back in that culture, yeah. in that culture, that was the way it was done. And even the daughters mm-hmm. were willing to go out there and allow themselves to be raped rather than. For visitors to come and be harmed, because the, uh, you you were supposed to protect visitors with your life. That was their custom, their culture. So that's what we're kind of yeah. looking at here, too.
4: Yeah, I know that's hard. When I, I've had people ask me that. They would say, why in the world did he give up his daughters for them to have their way, yet he's supposed to be a man of God. <laughs> his, daughter, his, I, daughters, I, I his daughters, his daughters, his daughters,
9: that's <laughs> right.
2: His daughters would not have had it any other way. When you invited yeah. someone into your home back then, it was like you put them above your family.
4: Yeah. You were to protect them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank
2: you very much. Thank you. Appreciate that call. Number to call area code 866-423-9578 area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with pastor Emmy Moss. Now that's the way I like it. I like to be busy. So you guys call. You can call with any question you have about the Word of God. And we encourage you to come to Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. Uh, uh, definitely Sundays we're available for you. And I've been preaching a series, continuing to preach a series. Uh, I call it the Satan series. We're looking at how Satan works, the things that God allows him to do. Can, it's, it's quite some amazing things that are, are involved in this plan of God. And that's what we're looking at. Uh, but we need to know what the warfare is about, so we can deal with it, and realize that at the end, regardless of what the devil does, we win. Number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Let's go to Roseville. Talk to James. How you doing, James?
1: Hey, how you doing, Pastor Moss? First Lord. Good, buddy. Thanks for calling. Oh, no problem. Um, quite, well, a couple questions. First question. Your services that you have on Monday and as a Wednesday—am I mis- not mistaken? Your Bible classes. Yeah, well, we, we have they, we have
2: yeah we have Bible studies on Mo- Monday evening. We have uh, uh-huh. then Tuesday. We have noontime Bible studies on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays.
1: Okay, are, are you are like your Satan series? Is it like recorded or available for purchase at all? Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah, the all the messages are recorded and they uh, can be uh, they they can be purchased. Yes.
1: Okay. Um. Well. Well, I guess how do you guys have a website? I'm sorry. I, no, I don't want to take it off. It's just I can't make any of the classes. I work afternoon. Oh, okay. So I, I, I'm wondering if it would be.
2: But what you could do, I think it might it might be some information on the web. What you could do is just okay. call. You could call uh, area code three one three nine three three nine two seven zero and talk to Karen, 90. and she could uh, okay. uh, tell you how you could uh, get uh, a hold of those CDs.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so let me just ask you this quick question. Sure, buddy. Uh, it's kind of along the lines of what the gentleman uh, said before the break was asking about mm-hmm. Satan. I always wondered, Satan, Lucifer. I know he tries to put himself above God, uh-huh. but as a being, he's not a is he a spirit being like God is a spirit is or is Satan an angelic being? And when you said that he's he was cast out of heaven and he's down here, is he like like what type of form is it? You know what I'm trying to understand. What I'm trying to say. Well, it's, yeah,
2: but, well, it's really clear the the kind of form he has and everything. Uh, uh we we find him in uh, in a category that's mentioned in the Bible, Hebrews chapter one, mm-hmm. verse fourteen, right, where it says, Are they not all in terms of angels right It says in verse thirteen, I should start there uh, for you james hebrews one thirteen which says, But to which of the angels said he at any time sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them that shall be heirs of salvation' Uh, Satan before he fell was a good angel. Okay. He was mm-hmm. a ministering spirit. Okay. He didn't have a body. Angels appear in bodies, but they don't have them. Okay. They appear with wings, whatever form that God wants them to assume at the time. Uh, but that's what he was. So when he came to earth, he came to earth as a spirit being and the demons that mm-hmm. fell with him are spirit beings as well. So that means they're invisible to the eye. Typically. They can make right. appearances if uh, if God allows them to do so, I'd imagine, just like angels can. But, uh, yeah, he's here. He's uh, Job talks about him being here during his time, and he's here now today as well.
1: So in Adam and Eve time, that serpent, that snake, was a form that he took on to deceive Eve? Or,
2: or an animal that he controlled.
1: Okay. Boy, really yeah, and
2: people it. always say, "Well, you know, uh, you got a talking snake. You know, that's a fairy tale." But it's funny, you know, James. They don't say anything about those parrots that talk every day.
1: Pop- right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I just thought of, everybody. It's just a myth. It's just uh, the animals don't talk. Uh, well, parrots do. So if they could. Maybe it's not a far stretch for this uh, uh, serpent to be speaking through, uh, also, with the devil pulling the strings, huh?
1: Right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's my question. I do appreciate
2: it. Talk All right. Appreciate your call. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Any questions you have about prophecy, about Uh, eschatology, well, that's the same as prophecy, isn't it? Christology, bibliology. I'll do my very best to give you an answer here on the Bible Talk program. Your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher and apologist, Pastor Emery Moss. Uh, Also, if you need biblical counseling, I I provide it. Yeah, I do provide pastoral counseling for uh, those who are in need. I talk to Christians, non-Christians. You don't have to be a member of Strictly Biblical to see me. Uh, If you want to make an appointment to see me, I counsel on Wednesdays, so you will have to uh, take some time off. If your issue is that important enough, I'm there for you to talk to you. Uh, I do premarital counseling. If you're interested in getting married and you want some premarital counseling before you do it, then all you've got to do is uh, just give us a call, area code 313-933-9270. Talk to Karen and she'll sign you up. It's time for a break, my friend, or can I go to the next caller? All right, I just got to check with my boss there. He's got his eyes on me. All right, Larry, how you doing?
9: Oh, I'm doing good. How are you doing today, Pastor? Just fine. Sure. Hey, I got uh, one quick question, and it's in the book of First uh, John, chapter five, okay. verse sixteen.
2: Uh huh.
9: Living Bible in front of me. Did you want me to read passage?
2: Yeah. Well, I can. Well, I'll read it for you. But thank you very much. Uh, in 16, where it says, If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not under death, he shall ask and he shall give him life for them that sin not under death. There is a sin under death, and I do not say that he shall pray for it. Wow, that's a deep one, isn't it, Larry?
9: Yeah, my, my question on that, you know, because I'm reading that whole, you know, the book today about, you know, trying to love one another and really having a guy, God kind of love. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got hung up on that passage because of... You know, I I have brothers, and we're all guilty of it. You know, we happen to fall into sin at times. And I'm going, I wonder, you know, what the the actual sin is to death, because in other scriptures it talks about, you know, that you're going to, you know, you're not going to go into the gates of heaven if you, you know, you fall into certain habits. But as I kept reading that scripture, it says, but God, you know, there's that one sin, the one fatal sin, that one sin which ends in death. And I'm going, well, so if you see a Christian brother sinning, and, you know, it's, if you pray to God, that it, it seems like all the sins that you see him sinning can be forgiven if you ask God to forgive that brother, except that one sin, which leads to death. So my question is, is first off, which, what is that one sin that, where my, my passage says, if he does that, then there's no use praying for him. But all other sin, am I to take it that really they don't end in death if you, you know, you see your your brother doing it and you ask God to forgive him?
2: Well, I'll and tell you, you what know? now. I'll tell you, Larry. You've, uh, you, yeah, you've broken down and you've asked the question in so many ways. Uh, 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 but uh, it's a very intriguing verse. Uh, and we've seen it, though, in the Bible. We've seen something that seems to correspond to this, Larry. Almost exactly, ah. in more than one place actually, where it says in First John 5:16, "If any man see his brother, now if it's his brother, then we can assume pretty much it must be a Christian, okay right that's doing this, all right? A Christian right. is doing this because it doesn't say just you know the world worldliness, it could mean that, but brother seems like' talking about a, a Christian. If any man right. see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin under death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. Now, what happens is uh, God will reveal to you whether it was a sin under death or not. Okay, But he does say this. There is a sin under death. So you and I should pray you know, uh, for anyone uh, uh, who falls into sin unless we really know that it's a sin under death. I guess God will reveal it. But let me ask you this question. Um, mm-hmm. uh, because all I need uh, is uh, one, one example, I think, to help you. Is there a place in the Bible where a great man of God died because of what he did, and he prayed to God, and God said, you might as well stop praying because I'm going to kill you?
9: Well, that's, that, that kind of answers a lot of things for me on by what you just said. Because oh,
2: but I you, you got to find it. it. Is there a place like that in the Bible?
9: I can't find
2: one. All right. But now, you know one thing. Here's the interesting thing about Bible study. Just because you can't find it doesn't mean it's not there. Okay? Mm-hmm. So let me take you to a place. Deuteronomy chapter 3. Okay? Okay. Deuteronomy okay. chapter 3. Moses. Okay. Remember how Moses messed up? What did Moses do that got him in trouble with God?
9: Well, he did a couple of things with the rock, you know, hitting the
2: rock. Okay, stop got- right there. God told him to speak to the people. He was right. frustrated. He was bothered by them. Instead of doing what God told him to do, and I fetch you water out of this rock, he hit it. Okay, God did right. not like that. God didn't like it. And because mm-hmm. of that, God told him, you are not going to lead them into the promised land. You are going to die. Right? Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, now, was he a believer?
9: Do I believe it?
2: It was, it was Moses a believer?
9: Oh, yeah, of course.
2: Okay, but look at what happens here. Tell me if this doesn't fit 1 uh, John five sixteen, where in verse 27, okay, De- Deuteronomy three twenty seven, 27, uh, Moses writes, And I commanded Joshua at that time, saying, Thine eyes have seen all that the Lord your God hath done unto these two kings. So shall the Lord do unto all the kingdoms whether thou passest. You shall not mm-hmm. fear them, for the Lord your God shall fight for you. Then... Here's what Moses says. He tells the people, And I besought the Lord at this time, saying, O Lord God, thou hast begun to show thy servant thy greatness and thy mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth that can do according to all the works and according to thy sight. He's, You know, he's praising God because he wants to beg. He's begging now. Praising God. Then he says in verse 25, And I pray thee. He's praying to God. Let me go over and see the good land that is beyond Jordan, the goodly mountains in Lebanon. Mm -hmm. Verse thirty twenty six. but the Lord was angry with me for your sakes. He would not hear me. And the Lord said, and here's what God, people say that uh, uh, God won't hinder your prayers. Look at this. But the Lord was angry with me for your sakes and would not hear me. And the Lord said unto me, let it suffice thee. Speak no more unto me of this matter. God right. said, I'm not going to change your mind. What was going to happen right. to him? Told me verse 27, get thee up into the top of Pisgah, lift up thine eyes westward and northward and southward and eastward and behold it with thine eyes, for thou shalt not go over this Jordan. He was going to die. Uh-huh. Okay. So that is a sin unto death. Yet he's on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus in the Pr- promised land after he died. But yes, right. I believe that is what uh, 1 John 5:16 is talking about stuff like that.
9: Well, my one question, though...
2: Hold on, know, to, hold on. Hang on, if you can hang on. Wait, you, you, we, we got some time? Mark's going to give you a little minute. Okay, what is your question?
9: Well, that, my question is, is the train of thought, I do, in just, in all just trying to understand it, that Moses, you know, was a dispensation of law, and the scripture in the first John was... You know, God Almighty was t- his telling us as as ch- if we want to be children of God. He says, "Do the first thing: believe in my son." Well, if wait believe- a minute.
2: Wait a minute, though. Let's talk about that. I'm going to have to. I am going to have to get back with you. I will show you that what happened to Moses is also mandated okay. in the New Testament. Can you hang on? Sure. We'll be right back.
7: Imagine if you walked into a car dealership and they only had one model in one color with one set of options. That would be crazy. You'd turn around and walk out. But that's exactly what most remodeling companies do. They have tunnel vision, meaning they only offer one kind of windows or one kind of roof or one kind of siding that they are determined to sell you. To heck with what's actually best for your home, your preferences, or your budget. Call Performance Remodeling instead. We offer real choices, multiple materials, lines, manufacturing, and styles of windows roofing and siding whatever you want whatever you need whatever is best for your situation we'll listen to you and help you get the right product at the right price no pushy salespeople, no one size fits all solutions we also offer the industry's only true lifetime guarantee which means as long as you are in your home you pay for nothing ever again call performance remodeling at 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com. When does a person get rights? When a person is a person.
2: All across our nation. Our nation is divided. In our homes, in social media, everywhere you turn. But what is at the heart of this division? In the new movie, Divided Hearts of America, Super Bowl champion and executive producer Benjamin Watson searches for the truth.
6: This is one of the worst possible
0: choices that any woman and her family has to make. You'll discover why the most polarizing debate of this century
1: boils down to the sacred dignity of human life. There is no personhood under law. We don't have that in this country.
0: With Divided Hearts of America, you'll learn what you need to be armed to fight what divides Us and come to a place of real unity with empathy, healing, and real hope. Be part of the change and watch Divided Hearts of America. Go to SalemNow.com
8: to purchase. Use promo code Detroit for 20% off.
0: The book of Hebrews has a lot to say about words, from Jesus' final words on the cross to the cautionary words about persevering in our faith to the definition of the word faith itself. We'll study them all this week on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg, weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500,
4: Faith Talk, Detroit.
2: That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. And Larry, how you doing, Larry?
9: Still doing good, thank you.
2: Well, Larry, I wanted to talk to you because definitely I understand the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. But I don't want us to get the idea that what we see happening to Moses was just Old Covenant stuff. That in Mm -hmm. the New Testament as well, God is a God of love and what many Christians have forgotten. He still is a God of judgment. He still is. Uh, and when we look at, 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 a, at a verse that's very similar to what we just saw with Moses dying, remember, Moses went to heaven, but God took his life because of what he did in striking the rock. He did. That's what happened. Right? Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and I'm sure you've seen this before. This is talking about communion, where Paul was laying down the instructions, right? 2 Corinthians eleven twenty eight. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup, For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Verse 30. For this cause, he said, so they were taking the communion and playing around with it. They weren't treating the sacrament holy like it should have been, Larry. So Paul writes to them and he says this. Verse 30. For this cause, because they were, you know, uh, taking the communion in an unholy way. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. Mm -hmm. That was the punishment that they would be weak, sickly, and some sleep. By sleep, what did he mean?
9: Uh, I guess uh, you know, I'm not not really sure. What,
2: uh, I'll tell you exactly what he meant. They're going to die. But mm-hmm. since they're Christians, it's sleep. Okay, They're going to be resurrected, just as Moses died. In other words, when a Christian dies, his soul and his spirit goes through the Lord. Moses mm-hmm. died because of his sin. Clear. OK, but yet he still went to heaven. They're Christians. Mm-hmm. And so over here in first Corinthians 11, you have a picture of Christians here who also died Okay, because they didn't do right in terms of communion. It didn't d- condemn them to hell, though, but they did have to suffer death as punishment. That's c- clearly, it seems what it's talking about in first Corinthians 11 uh, and verse 28 and following. Mm-hmm. So and there's other cases in Acts chapter five and Ananias and Sapphira. Some say they might not have been saved, but here they sinned in terms of not giving the, the what they were lying about, what they were giving to God, and they were killed. Right. So we need to understand 1 John 5, 16 lets us know God's not playing. He's still a God of judgment, even though Jesus loving Jesus. I got it. But he still is the line of Judah, and he can judge Christians in this life, and he takes some Christians home early, okay, uh, mm-hmm. because of their sin. Right. All right, buddy. Okay, hey, thank you so much, eh? Thank you. Appreciate it. You helped us all with that question. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss tonight. The God maker is going to be looking at a guy. I can't believe it. Wait till you see him and hear him tonight at the Monday night Bible study if you can make it. You don't want to miss it. We're going to be continuing our look at 1 Corinthians chapter 8 as we look at the God Makers. Uh, the, the whole doctrine, it seems like it should be an easy one for us, right? That man can't be God. But unfortunately, some teachers cannot get that through their noggins. Number to call, area code 866 Let's go to Michael. How you doing, Mike?
10: Hey, I'm doing good, Pastor Mark. How you doing?
2: Real good. Thank you for calling.
10: That's good. I'm just glad that you're on the air still. I thank God for the, for you. Thank you. I really, I really like to be a Blessing to you, but um, you know, it just 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 pray for my finances that it get the way I want it to be, so I can be able to support your ministry. Cause I want you continue to, like I use you, preach the gospel, and um, just bless people all across the world. Cause people need to hear good messages to, like you be giving them out, and um, the phone calls you be taking.
2: Well, thank you, Michael. I uh, appreciate it very much, and I will pray.
10: you, know, you are compassionate, Emmy Moss. Thank you, sir. Um, I had, um, honestly, I had three questions, but I wonder if I'm able to get it through with these three questions.
2: Well, we'll see well, now. i will
10: make it kind of, I mean, it's three questions on my mind.
2: Okay, well, I'll tell you what. We're going to go to a break first and then come right back to you. Can you wait? Sure, I can wait. We'll be right back.
6: This is Hugh Hewitt for Townhall.com. The signing of the Abraham Peace Accords at the White House, presided over by President Donald Trump, on September the 15th, greatly enhances the prospects for a general peace in the Middle East. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, joined by the foreign ministers of the United Arab Emirates in Bahrain, were welcome for the signing ceremony that is the crowning diplomatic achievement of the Trump presidency. The president has also overseen the destruction of ISIS and the dispatching of the Iranian terrorist mastermind Qasem Soleimani. But giving Trump the credit he deserves is too painful for many in the blue bubble media. Nevertheless, the treaty President Trump midwife between the UAE and Israel, followed by one by Bahrain and Israel, collectively called the Abraham Accords, will fill a large room in a future Trump presidential library. Oman, Sudan, and even Saudi Arabia may follow in a second Trump term. A Biden presidency could shatter this momentum. For now, though, the signing agreement at the White House is a cause for great celebration.
0: publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu
8: The following is a public notice for people suffering with fibromyalgia symptoms. Researchers from the University of Illinois College of Medicine have developed the first definitive blood test for the biomarkers of fibromyalgia. Those who test positive may qualify for an FDA-approved clinical trial of a breakthrough symptom-eliminating treatment. Previously, a fibromyalgia diagnosis could not be confirmed. Now, participants can have definitive confirmation of this debilitating disease. The test is covered by nearly all insurance plans and FM test can even arrange to have your blood test done by a licensed medical professional in the comfort and security of your own home. If you suffer from chronic fatigue, mental fogginess or chronic pain, it may be fibromyalgia. Take this opportunity to get the first and only definitive test. If you test positive, you could be among the first to receive a breakthrough treatment formulated to eliminate all fibromyalgia symptoms space is limited, so go now to MyFMTest.com. That's MyFMTest.com. MyFMTest.com.
2: All right, this is Pastor Moss, back with Mike. Mike, what questions are on your mind, buddy?
10: My first question is, uh, um, will will bachelors still be raptured before the tribulation begins?
2: Well, you know, I, I think so, because I can't imagine that when Jesus comes back that all Christians will be doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Can you? Somebody's going to be doing something... Uh, uh, that they shouldn't be doing. The bottom line is, are they saved or not? We have to remember uh, when we talk about backsliders, that the operative verse for it uh, that helps us some with understanding it would be over in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 14, where it says, Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you. I will take you one of a city and one of a family and bring you into Zion. Okay, So he is married to the backslider. So that means he still has a covenant with them. Now, that doesn't mean that Christians can sin like rainwater, because if you're sinning like rainwater, you might not be a backslider. Michael, you might just be a slider.
10: Wow. So that means I wasn't saved in the first place. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, you can be a counterfeit. You know, you can be a reprobate. Wow.
10: Wow.
2: All right. What's your next question?
10: My next question is, okay, um, is it all right for a Christian to to speak... um, to, to speak the Word of God? Because I know the the Bible did say that if a man have faith, let him speak to the mountain and tell it to move out of their life. So wherever that mountain is in their life, whether uh, it be sickness or uh, just problems, period, can they just speak it into their life and then it all be wish and go away?
2: No, If you what happens is you can wish it to go away, but you shouldn't be wishing if you're praying. What you do when you pray is you trust in God. But you just got to remember one thing about prayer. Yeah, and you can, you know, uh, speak to the mountain, but make sure you speak to God before you speak to the mountain. You have no evidence in the Bible at all where anyone just got something because they spoke it. So the idea that you can speak something into existence, okay, uh, mm-hmm. is not true. The only way you get anything is through prayer, okay? that's uh, We've mm-hmm. we got Mark 11. Uh, Matthew 21, 21 tells us the same thing. And then God, remember what the Bible tells us about prayer, if we take all the Mm -hmm. scriptures together, which in many cases people don't. That's why people get messed up spiritually. They are angry at God because God didn't do something uh, that they prayed for. But the Mm -hmm. Bible tells us that there's something uh, that we need to be mindful of when we pray, and that is that we're supposed to pray. But here's okay. what it says in 1 John five fourteen, And this okay. is the confidence that we have in him, that if mm-hmm. we ask anything according to his will, he mm-hmm. hears us. So God mm-hmm. only and always answers prayers according to his will, not yours, mm-hmm. all right, and not mine.
10: Okay.
2: All right? Okay. okay. Well, thank you. I just can give you two. No more than that. And I don't know how much time we've got. We've got, Paul, are we out of time, Marcus? One more, Marcus said we can do one more. Oh, let me get Paul in here. He's been waiting. Hello,
5: Paul. Hey, Pastor Moss. How are you? Real good, sir. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Uh, I'd like to get your interpret or er, your understanding on something. Oh, that's sure.
2: Uh-huh. Interpretation. Yeah. You're right. Understanding is the same. <laughs>
5: yeah. Okay. Um. So, Jesus, our Passover Lamb, when he was doing the Lord's Supper. Was that the same thing as the Passover? Was he keeping Passover at that time?
2: Yeah, that was. Now, he elevated it to a new level, of course, okay? Because he was what the Passover celebration was all about. He was the lamb of Exodus 12.
5: Right. He told his, his disciples to go to prepare, you know, and how he longed to have this Passover. But for him to be... Um, our Passover lamb, didn't he have to die at the same time that the sacrifices were being oh, absolutely uh, not. fulfilled? Absolutely
2: not. Because remember, all of that was a prophecy anyway. The, uh, what happens in Exodus uh, uh, 12, where the Passover is instituted, that is a what we call a foreshadowing, uh, a prophetic look at what Jesus is going to do. So by him doing but, that, he's, uh, he's just, you know, actually just reaffirming if, what uh, Exodus 12 is talking about.
5: But the Passover... Or happened at a different time than the um, the Lord's Supper.
2: Well, yeah, but what happens is you just put them all together. And all of these well, analogies I've, are put together. It's not like they have to be at the same exact time. In fact, because uh, a lot of things, in fact, there's so many different symbolisms in the Bible of, the, um, of, of Jesus' birth, of his death, of his resurrection, and all of them happened at different times. So the celebration had nothing to do, it didn't have to calibrate with when he actually... Uh, uh, the atonement took place nothing in the bible demands that just that he did it well, is when, an I, important
5: thing. when i when i turned around and I, I was looking at this i was trying to line up all the, the time frame that's the problem i've he, read books where and, guys
2: try to do that that's the problem because they don't line well, up the, because they're not supposed to
5: well i i read in the mishnah torah uh-huh. that um that they allowed that the jews allowed for a um, a Passover to be eaten prior to the Passover, mm-hmm. and um, and it was a holiday. It was called a chag. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's and, the, remember
2: that's the of Torah. And remember, we got the Pharisees, the Sadducees. They produced options like the Mishnah, the Talmud. None of these are holy. Those are just their interpretations. They rejected Jesus with all that. So the Bible doesn't demand all that stuff. But it's good study. At least you know the background of it. All right. This is Pastor Moss. Great to be with you. I love these calls. Keep them coming fast and furious. I'll be with you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, be strictly biblical. And if you can make it tonight, come to the Bible study. I'll see you next time.